Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. And then there were four. Your NFL championship weekend field is set. The divisional round coming to a close last night as the 49ers knocked the Dallas Cowboys out of the postseason for the second year in a row. Yes, we will talk about that final play and a whole lot more over the course of the next two hours alongside Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Welcome in to VEASAN Final Countdown. South Point oddsmaker Vinny Maiulo will join us a little bit later in the program, as will Fox Sports play-by-play man John Fanta. But openers and line movements for Eagles, Niners, Bengals, Chiefs, we will cover all of the bases in the NFL today. But uh, I do want to start off by checking in with you, my guy, seeing how you're holding up today. Because after what was a tremendous betting weekend for you for yeah. actual physical real money. That's the thing. Fake money situation that's, wasn't great. That's one, of, that's one of the things, right? I mean, it's like it was a fantastic weekend. If any of you guys were along for the ride with us, uh, we won every single bet. We just won them all. And it was a fantastic, fantastic weekend from a real betting standpoint. But... Our bets and cons. The round one, I might add. This is going, this is happening again this week. It will happen the week after that. It will happen in perpetuity. We're, we're, we're going to continue on with this series. This was fun. It was a, it was a lot. It was, listen, it created a lot of sweat um, uh, like oh, amongst yeah. the rest of our people that were watching along with us and everything. I mean, it was super, super fun for me. I guess the thing that was not fun was that it looked as if on a couple of different occasions that I could possibly get there, right? Specifically, the $100 bet with Jamar Chase for yeah. 100 receiving yards and a touchdown at plus 350, which, by the way, would have won the thing for me. 
35 yards and a touchdown on the opening drive for Cincinnati. And then the game just went one way after that. And they didn't need Jamar Chase anymore. And he did not, in fact, get to the 100-yard mark. Christian McCaffrey gets injured in the game. Mm -hmm. So he only plays about half the snaps that he would normally play. It was just, it was absolutely brutal. That point, at that point, I'd already lost. And thank goodness. Because if I had been coming down to sweating Christian McCaffrey <laughs> and then he gets hurt and he's only playing like a third of the snaps, that would have been absolutely brutal for me. But congratulations really to you. Your, you said, I liked yours too. Like it was when, when the bets got read off, we were like, I kind of I like these. And we had some similar like, yeah. like-minded bets yes. out there too. We ended up having a wash with our Dallas Goddard bets, which both ended up getting home. The Travis Kelsey first touchdown score at plus 550 really is what kind of catapulted me off to yeah. a good lead. And then fortunately I was able to hang on, but I mean, things did get a little dicey. I, it was nice to get the 49ers alt spread there last night as well. Minus five and a half. Since that was a bet that I actually had in my real bets too, that I really wanted to come the through. Goddard one was but, looking so great because for the longest time, Goddard had about 30 something yards and, and, and Bellinger had none. Yes. So I was like, oh, this could go very well to where I can win this and then she can lose. Uh -huh. And even though it's basically the same bet, like this could be so great. And then he gets that catch there towards the end, gets him over the 50 yards. And at that point, that's when I knew I was like, I'm in trouble. I watched trouble. that game with uh, our wonderful producer, Stephanie Kamershack. And I was like, is Bellinger even <laughs> a real player? Because he is not on the stat sheet whatsoever. And I was just, like, I'm looking at the box score every 10 seconds. I'm like, yep, still just not even a name listed here. I know. It but, was fantastic for the longest until it wasn't. But make sure you guys um, check in at the end of hour two. That that is when the consequences portion of this is going yeah. to be played out where Matt Brown is going to have to put both of these mayo packets oh. down the hatch. I have already, I have already like dry yeah. heaved a couple of times, like <laughs> thinking about this, getting the heebie-jeebies and stuff and all of that. But listen, a bet is a bet. Consequences are consequences. And we will, in fact, go ahead and get that done in the last segment here. That said, we are going to continue on with this. So if you have any ideas, any fun yes. ones, now look, we're not doing anything perverted. We're not doing anything gross, like super, super gross. We're not doing any of that. But like, if you have like a good, fun suggestion as to what could be some consequences for this series as we move forward, please tweet us, let us know. And, uh, you know, as long as it's, again, something that we are both yes. amenable to, we will, yes. uh, we'll put it in the rotation. At Matt Brown M2, at Storm Bonantoni, at VEASAN Live, and uh, use the hashtag bets and consequences. That'll help us kind of sift through um, some of those that we're looking at here. But let's get to the results of the weekend. Favorites ended up going 3-1 and one straight up, 2-2 two and two ATS, the lone money line upset, of course. The Bengals as a six-point dog against the Bills win by 17, totals 4-0 to the under, and the world's most obvious teaser that we were all a little bit like, okay, is this actually going to work out or not? Never in doubt with teasing the Chiefs and Eagles down. Um, but uh, another one of these weekends where on paper, it seems like the biggest upset is the Bills getting that win. But I know you are somebody who's been high on all things Jesus H. Burrow and not a big surprise to you that they came away with it. No, no, not at all. As you mentioned, America's teaser gets home. So good job, America. If you did a victory <laughs> lap on it, that was ridiculous because everyone on the planet had that one in their account. So it was nothing that wasn't obvious. And you know what? Sometimes obvious things are obvious for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that one did go ahead and pay off but yeah this one was not listen if, if you if you listen to any of our stuff all week long last week I mean this just was one of those things where 
everyone's making this deal about this offensive line. And what they weren't talking about is the fact that, that Joe Burrow's already been dealing with an offensive line in the beginning. The first half of the of the season, this offensive line had not been playing up to par, and he had been dealing with that already. They had mm-hmm. learned how to make this offensive line work without you know him having a ton of time to throw. And all they did was just continue on with that in this game. And that's why I was saying, like, I think people are making a big deal over the wrong thing. What they should be making a big deal over is the fact that Buffalo had actually been having problems with their offensive line, that that Josh Allen was actually the one that had not been having a ton of time to throw. And that was forcing him into making bad decisions and making bad plays. And the Cincinnati defense all year long got slept on. And we screamed it from a mountaintop here on this very program that that is what people should be talking about. Yes, the offense is sexy. And yes, Joe Burrow, future Hall of Famer, all these wide receivers are absolutely amazing. We get all that. That is not nothing new. It was what was winning these games was the fact that this defense was keeping these other teams from scoring a ton of points. And the, and the Bengals were able to go out and in this game and continue on with what they've been doing basically for the last 10 weeks of the mm-hmm. season, which was have play super solid defense with awesome offense and, and win games and win games convincingly. And, you know, listen, this Buffalo team, Without Von Miller, when Von Miller went down, that pass rush basically went along with it. And Joe Burrow didn't find himself really under duress at all in this game. If you if you really take a look, his pressure rate super super low in this game. And then again, it was one way traffic. That's why the my Jamar Chase bet really never even had a shot because they didn't really need to do all that yeah. much in this one as far as like testing down the field and all of those things because they were able to just. Chip and chip and chip and chip and chip down the field, continue these long, sustained drives, and then they were putting it in the, in the end zone. I think it was awesome. I'm already on Cincinnati um, this week. By the way, got the opener of plus three in wow. the account. Wow. So liking that one a lot Good uh, on in, in the account right here. Down right behind us out here, this thing is already down to a pick 'em. I did. Um, the one thing that I do have in pocket right away was I teased the Bengals up from plus one, um, and I teased the 49ers up as well um, to like eight and a half and seven and a half for both of those. So that's like maybe another like world's most obvious yeah. teaser potentially in this spot, but that's kind of what I jumped on right away. Great number for you, and I know you even got the Eagles pretty quickly as well. The, um, the, that, that one did not last very long. So <laughs> yeah. basically, our Boyd here in Nevada basically runs off of runs off of FanDuel lines or whatever, and so they opened they opened at three. It was at three. I was able to get in two bets. By the time I went to make the third bet, they were like, "Yep, <laughs> no, that, that ain't happening. No, no, that's that was down to it was down to two and a half really, really quick, and then the two and a half turned into like you were saying yep. the two to two one and a half to one, all the way down to as we are at South Point a pick right now. But I did love everything that you were saying about this Cincinnati offense. And yes, Joe Burrow was doing a ton, but I mean, just dominating time of possession, surgical drive after surgical drive. When this thing, when they scored that second touchdown. It already immediately felt like, okay, Buffalo, this is kind of a no contest a little bit. You always believe with Josh Allen to an extent that you could probably get back into a game, but this was one that right away, Bengals were not underdogs the way that they appeared uh, to odds makers in this one. And 172 yards on the ground to the Bills, 63, which included 105 yards and a touchdown from Joe Mixon, controlled the game with time of possession, 34 minutes and you talk about the offensive line um first down they were tremendous average almost six yards per first down in this game without Alex Kappa without Lyle Collins without Jonah Williams who by the way Zach Taylor did say are improving Mm -hmm. so maybe there is potential to get one or both of those guys back here down the stretch but just a really impressive performance 
from Cincinnati in all facets moving forward. So I think this will be an interesting contest as they now have a rematch in the AFC championship game against Kansas City and a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who might be a little bit gimpy dealing with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, this is this is this is like no joke, right? I mean, I one of I've said this multiple times here on the show, but one of my roommates from college is an orthopedic surgeon. We were texting back and forth all night last night, even again today. And he's like, look, here's the deal. If this is truly, if we're getting the real injury report, and if this is truly a high ankle sprain, which is what they are saying, like, he's not going to be able to practice really at all, right? I mean, like, he's probably going to be able to maybe hobble around out there towards the end of the week or something. But all they can do right now is just try to rest this thing mm-hmm. and, like, and, and have him off of it and try and hope that he's going to be able to be a, somewhat of a semblance of – you know, uh, of the Patrick Mahomes that, that we know. But that's the other little piece of advice for this. Like, if you want Cincinnati in this game, just wait. Patrick Mahomes is going to play come hell or high water, right? I mean, like, it, it seriously, like, he is – he will go out there in a wheelchair if he has to. You to saw try him to play. trying to do that yes. in the game. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, as soon as he is officially ruled in, you're going to get a better number on Cincinnati in this game. So, like, just just wait. Like, there's no point in, in betting it right now. If you want the Chiefs, you would probably take it now then at this point because you're going to get it. You're going to get a different number whenever he's mm-hmm. officially in. But, yeah, I mean, this was just the, the stats bared out, right? I mean, like, before the injury, he had six pass attempts outside of the pocket. He had over three seconds to throw the ball. After the injury, he didn't make a single pass attempt outside of the pocket. About six-tenths of a second shorter to throw the ball at 2.57 as opposed to 3.12. So there was a drastic shift in the offense and how Patrick Mahomes was playing Mm -hmm. in this game because of this injury. And by the way, that's why he still had all that adrenaline going and all stuff like that. Once it settles, once you sit on it, it gets way worse. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see basically how that injury plays out, but Bengals defensive coordinator did say he's a great quarterback even on one leg, which I do not deny. More on the divisional round recap when we come back. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude, today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to like you know Lil Durk, and you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you? T- why are you telling me the whole time? <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Just four teams remaining with a chance at a Super Bowl this NFL postseason and football fans with conference championships ahead this weekend. It's time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to 10000 bucks in bonus cash instantly by playing their exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place a $10 bet or more in qualifying wagers, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at Bet Rivers. RiversSquares.com. Rolling along here. Welcome back to Visa and Final Countdown. Stormy Bon Antonio and Matt Brown with you. I have a tweet to read, everybody. Thank you. Uh, At Matthew Marvin 12 for joining in on the conversation with our hashtag bets and consequences to be paid at the end of the program today because Matt, after unfortunately falling in our little friendly wager that the two of us had with some prop bets uh, going into the divisional round. Matt has to eat two packets of mayonnaise at the end of the show. And Matthew Barbett said, Cisco brand mayo. Heard they have problems with it. Extra eggy. This is just this. I mean, the, <laughs> of all the tweets that could come through to like the absolute worst one where he's like calling out the brand and saying that there's something that's Going funny that he could see uh, that on the the visual um, when it came through and on the tweet, too. I guess I did do a close-up on it. But. My parents are currently on their way out here, and they're going to be like, how was work today? I'm like, I had to chug two packets of, of mayonnaise. Like, how was uh, your flight? Like, sounds great. Uh, yeah. How was your flight? Well, hopefully cool. it doesn't make Why you Why are you sick? vomiting uncontrollably, <laughs> yeah. Matt? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I had to chug two things. I will say, today. though, like, I'm not even going to give you, like, a hard time and totally dig in on this because I know I'm eventually going to have to lose one of these bets at oh, some the point. Oh, eventually. And oh, you're like, yeah, you know, maybe a month down the line I'm going to lose one <laughs> of these things. Hopefully not for yeah. a while. You're but like, I had legit, like, sickness, mm. queasiness in my bones going into the first game yesterday about – Shoot, he has Steph Diggs. He has this Jamar Chase prop. Like, both things that looked really good. And I 
freaking hate oysters. I hate anything that is raw that comes from the ocean in general, and it does make me sick, and I have spit it out as an adult human being. And so, I, yes, I am glad that I won this one. Yeah. Please don't give us more food things in your recommendations, <laughs> but yes. um, good luck to you. I just had, I had to read that for the people. It, that's, listen, it's a, it's, a, it's a quality tweet, whether that's true or not. Good on you anyway, because it's got me all nervous as it is, so you win. You win, everyone. You win. You win, everybody. Going back to that Chiefs game, though, if yes. you take a look, um, look, I I understand it was a compromised Patrick Mahomes and all that, but like I I do think that if you look at this just completely objectively, I think that you can see that this Chiefs team, and that's probably why the spread as soon as it opened up at three in favor of the uh, of the Bengals got literally just hammered down all the way. I mean, some places have flipped. Yeah. I mean, MGM right now is, is this Cincinnati is a point favorite in this thing is. I it's the same thing we had kind of talked about for the last six to eight weeks on the show when we were doing our power rankings was that those two teams in the Chiefs and the Bills that we thought were kind of clearly mm -hmm. ahead of that Bengals team and maybe even that next even tier, which I guess we can include the Jags and, and whatever is, was, was starting to narrow, right? That gap was narrowing and narrowing and narrowing almost where the gap was very, very tiny, if not existent at all. Certainly, obviously not with, with Cincinnati, as we found out. And, and as we kind of got closer to the end of the season, I had them, you know, number one overall in my, in my rankings. But it's a, it's a thing where I, I think you do look at this and say, you know, yeah, that offense is definitely good. But now a, a hobbled Patrick Mahomes that the reason that first drive looked so insane was because Patrick Mahomes was doing Patrick Mahomes things mm -hmm running around, throwing sidearm, jump passes, all these different little things. Like, you are not going to get that version of Patrick Mahomes in this game, right? And now, listen, Patrick Patrick Mahomes is a pocket passer. You could do worse. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, the guy, if he has to just be a, a pure pocket passer and play the role of, of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, you know, in the, in the later stages of their career, trust me, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that you would feel pretty comfortable about having to do that. But that does take away an element of his game, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like uh, some of the stuff is that he is able to extend plays, do these weird arm angle things, do these super athletic things that even though he doesn't look super athletic doing them, they are super athletic things that he does to, to create this, to create these plays. And I, I do think that Cincinnati is going to be able to, to take advantage of that. I mean, we saw them get at Josh Allen several different times in that game this past week. And I imagine Patrick Mahomes is probably going to feel a mm -hmm. decent amount of pressure coming from that Cincinnati defense. I mean, Lou Anarumo has been – the fact that he didn't get any head coaching gigs or at least any, any interviews is shocking mm -hmm. to me with what he did with this defense this year and the way that he's been able to scheme through a lot of different injuries. We talked about the injuries on the offensive line. The secondary, the corners for the Bengals have been, have been beat yep. up all season long and all that, and, like, still they were able to – to, to really, really shine in this game. So, yeah, that was that was shocking to me. So, no surprise to me that people were coming in on Cincinnati. And, and honestly, this game to me, uh, Chiefs, when they beat up Patrick Mahomes, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be tough for him, man. I really do. Yeah. I like Cincinnati in the spot mm -hmm. where things sit right now. And, again, that is why I tease them up. You obviously got a great number with the three. Joe Burrow now 5-1 and one in the postseason, tying all other Bengals quarterbacks in the playoffs combined 5-14 and 14 in the postseason, other QBs. It's just incredible what he's doing here. And that, that to your point about their defense, the 10 points allowed to Buffalo, that's the fewest points scored that the Bills have had yeah. all season and, long. And on the Jags side of things, I know we've, we've said this for the last couple of weeks on here, but – 
I, I think I am going to be pretty bullish. So long as the market, yeah. So long as the market doesn't go, so long as the market doesn't go absurd with them in the offseason, as long as their win total isn't just completely crazy, and as long as the price on them to win the division isn't completely crazy, I, I'm going to be a, a Jags backer for sure. I mean, this coaching staff to be able to flip this team around like they have. I mean, coming in, inheriting one of the most toxic locker room situations there possibly could have been in the NFL, right? I mean, none of those players, like literally you were hearing stories, like none of the players respected Urban Meyer, like at all, right? And now you have a, you have a rookie quarterback who's trying to play under those conditions. It was just, it was bad news, right? And so he came in, brings his team to where he's at right now. You're going to get a real big playmaker back in Calvin Ridley as well. And look, there's going, I think this is going to be a fairly appealing place for the next couple of years for for some free agents to want to go to, right? I mean, look, you get to play in Jacksonville. Weather's nice, like whatever. Coaching staff is great. You got a young, good quarterback. I mean, like, I think there's a lot to to like about playing there, too. So, I think the Jags are going to be one of those teams in the offseason so long as you, these guys out here, don't go crazy with everything, that yeah. we're going to probably have a bunch of tickets in the account No, for. I agree with you. And and just one last point on the Bills on the kind of opposite side mm-hmm. of this. It's, I'm curious to see what that means for them moving forward. Sean McDermott now in six seasons, they've been to the playoffs five times, but they've only been to an AFC championship once. And I think that's problematic. And for, they have a decent amount of free agents as well. Now, they're going to yeah. be able to resign some of them or whatever, but it's not going to be the same makeup yeah. as before because there's too many of them. They're not, they're not going to have enough to be able to do it now they can plug some of those holes with some cheaper guys but they're there's not going to be the same bills team as it was last you know we'll get to the nfc side of things Mm -hmm. in this next segment but i did want to bring up um a wonderful post-game quote from joe burrow to Mm -hmm. tracy wolfson afterwards because um obviously the nfl is not getting their neutral site game between the bills and chiefs here and he just straight up said better send those refunds which i just thought was electric and I know you had uh, a little something that you were a little heated about that you saw on social media with regards to that matchup potentially yeah, there's, as well. Look, there was, uh, look, I, I mean, you guys saw it if you didn't see it or there, there's, there are people out there that started in, you know, being kind of touts and then have moved into just traditional media and now, you know, all this stuff like that. And if you probably know who I'm talking about with this ridiculous video about that, the, the fix basically was in and all the things like that. And, and whatever is just like all this turned into basically a, a full-on snake oil salesman now i mean i'm not going to say con man but basically just stuff like anything to get the clicks anything to get people to the site and anything to sell you know subscriptions to your to the picks that you sell which is exactly what's what's going on here or whatever it's just it it goes back to what we try to say is like we we try very hard i think on this network uh, top to bottom i know we don't do it the same way that the shows before us do or after us or whatever and all but we all have the common goal of trying to provide you know, the most actionable information, real information that you can take and use in your handicapping and betting and stuff like that. And then you get these guys that have pretty big followings that get put on TV, get cameras put in front of them and all this stuff like that and start talking about conspiracy theories, about trying to get certain teams into certain games and all that. It just makes me, one, it just makes me go, you that thirsty really for clicks and stuff and everything, Mm -hmm. bro. Like really, that's what we're doing at this point. And then I realized it's probably all just a business decision because the more clicks you get, the more people go to the site, the more people end up buying your tout service. And that's, that's, as essentially what sharp football has turned into is nothing but a tout service. Well, and I know how much like people try to say when they lose a bet or when anything happens, Oh, the NFL's rigged. And Mm -hmm. it's such an easy thing to fall back on. That's obviously not true, but the fact that like, this is, 
a sport and an industry that has so many people leaking information on a daily yeah. basis that you think if it was rigged, any of that would be yeah. a secret. Oh, it's like so, that you could so actually ridiculous. keep that. Hundreds of people yeah. would have to be it's, involved on it. And it's so dumb. Yeah, he's also got into thing. this big. He's also got into this big deal too about handicapping certain referees and saying that yeah. like you know t games are this that and the over and what, all that stuff like that and everything about like oh because this referee you better be sure and whatever it's like come on come on man the eagles on, man. uh looked absolutely dominant in their divisional round win over the giants san francisco and dallas had a little bit of a closer call we'll talk all things nfc when we come back here on visa final countdown This is VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge, you already know the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where the experts break down brackets, best bets, and big game props. Do not miss out, guys. This is a limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Again, just $9.99. And uh, the screens are lighting up. It's going to be 1335 oh, Canadian me. for our friends up north. I went back to them today. I know Friday you didn't get that. We talked about what it was. And Mexican peso, but we're going back to Canadian dollars. It's going to cost you thirteen thirty-five. Were you up inspired there. by seeing that we were going to talk a little NHL later on in hour two? Were you like, you know what? I'll give the Canadians some love today. Uh, just uh, absolutely. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is what really, <laughs> really did. Yeah, we're sitting here, and people are starting to weigh in. They are starting to make their opinions known. Uh, we have watched the number flip three different times here just in the last five minutes or so. Now, look, it's just crossing across zero, but it just lets – it's kind of fun to see that people are, oh, and we have have a move here. Yep. Since we – so a point in favor of Cincinnati here where we were just sitting at uh, – where we were just sitting at, at, at a pick -em just a second ago uh, – DraftKings continues to flop back and forth. One, I'm like, yes. I was sitting here in the commercial break, and it went back twice. Yeah, yeah. it continues so. to flop back and forth between one on each side. We've actually got a an influential rest of world book that's at point and a half mm. in favor of Cincinnati. So it seems like the Cincinnati money is rolling in. Now, does that mean somebody knows something that we don't? I don't know. But uh, I shared with with Stormy on on break the exact text message, basically that I got from my friend, Dr. Val Irian. And basically what he had to say is it's like, if it's truly a high ankle sprain, it would either need surgery or more time than one week. He said either one week, the injury is going to severely hamper him. You said you saw how limited he was the day of the injury. And this week is going to be worse. They might be able to shoot him up and tape him up and it'll be okay in warmups. But the minute he tries to do anything like he's used to doing the ankle mm -hmm. is going to go back to being in trouble. So um, again, it's just, or maybe people are just riding on the wall type thing, right? Where it's like, no, he's going to play. It's not like he's in, in danger of not playing, but he's going to just not be yeah. Patrick Mahomes. And if he's not Patrick Mahomes, this is kind of the thing that we've talked about with a lot of these quarterbacks while we were saying that it probably made sense for Lamar Jackson not to play for the Ravens because if Lamar's not Lamar, then he's not, you know, he just, he doesn't really bring. There's no yeah, upside. doesn't bring what that team needs. And look, Patrick Mahomes is going to play, and, and is, you're talking about a guy that's going to have to sit in the pa in the pocket and just throw the ball. I mean, he would be at the top of the list, obviously, as as far as that goes. But 
the thing that makes him truly special is how he extends the plays, how he's able to escape. He has like this sneaky escapability, mm-hmm. you know, in the pocket and be able to create things and stuff. And that's probably not going to be there. Also, even with a healthy Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and the Bengals, three and zero against the Chiefs uh, the last two seasons. Yeah, he beats him with good ankles. Just what do you think it. he's going to do with bad ankles? Just throwing it out. There. Joey B's going to beat him with a bad. He beats him. He beats him with good ankles. He's going to beat him with bad All right, ankles. Let's talk the NFC yeah. side of things, um, especially because the opener yesterday after the 49ers beat Dallas was Eagles favored by one at home hosting San Francisco. And just very quickly, we saw that number tick up. It stayed pretty steady at the two and a half cents total. 45 and a half as far as the Eagles go they played about as good of a game as you could play against a team that was very clearly not up to their level um, in the divisional round knocking off the Giants 38 to 7 it was also their 10th straight win against the Giants so they have their number and Jalen Hurts for as much of the talk that we had last week questioning how is he going to perform is he going to be hesitant dealing with that shoulder Mm -hmm. sprain He looked fine. He looked great, and this team looked great. It's the team that you and I were ranking towards the top, if not at the very top of our power rankings for the majority of the season because there was really no weakness. You had an awesome quarterback. You have awesome playmakers at the wide receiver position. You're able to run the ball effectively, and then you have playmakers at all three levels of the defense as well. I mean, it's just it, Mm -hmm. and, and we saw that on full display in this game. Look, the Giants were up against it in this one anyway, right? I mean, you're getting this team that was probably the most consistent team in the NFL for the vast majority of the season coming off of a bye where they were able to all get healthy and come out there and game plan for you all week long. And, and honestly, they just, you know, beat the hell out of them. It was never even in doubt. It was never even close. There was never even a shot that you were worried about any sort of backdoor cover, any of that. I mean, it was just game over from from basically kickoff. And that's not an indictment on this Giants team. I think it's more about the fact that this Eagles team just played up to what we saw the majority of the season with this team. They were a very good team at all facets of the game the vast majority of the season. And that's just kind of what we saw play out here against this Giants team. That, again, they'll be, they'll be fine. They're going to need to look. They got to re-sign Daniel Jones. They got to get a wide receiver for sure in there. The coaching staff's fine. They've got the Saquon Barkley thing they're going to have to deal with. They've got to figure out mm-hmm. how much money is he worth and all that. So if they can get all that figured out, I think they'll be fine. But it's certainly a, a pivotal spot for them. Unlike a Jags team where we kind of know what they're going to look like next year and we can be really optimistic about them coming back and making some futures bets on them and all that. I don't know. Same can't be said for the Giants. There's a lot of question marks. Yeah, especially I think when it comes to just general personnel on the defensive side as well. Like This is a defense that struggled largely this year. So how are you going to build that up and continue to develop some of the young players that you have on that side of the ball? This line just just rocketed, though. I mean, as soon as the Eagles – came out. I mean, this was one in favor of the Eagles. It lasted all of about three minutes. It went to a point and a half, then went to two, then went to two and a half. There were threes that actually hit. See, and I I missed the boat there, because if there yeah. was a three, I would have loved to bet San Francisco. Uh, rest of country. Not uh, not here. Wah, wah. Yes, yes. But uh, rest of country, a couple of threes did end up hitting, and they're going to come back, because we are looking at juiced two and a halves at one, two, three, four, five, six of the books out there, so it will eventually make it to two, three again uh, for you guys, rest of country, if you do want to play the 49ers uh, in this game, which I guess is a perfect segue. Into, there's not a lot to talk about with the the Eagle. I mean, look, it was just a, it was just a thorough, thorough beatdown. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just a thorough beatdown. There's really nothing to pull from it other than the fact that 
this team's healthy, and when they're healthy, that's what they can that's what they can do to another. Meanwhile, team. it was very different in the 49ers Cowboys game that we saw yesterday, very much so a rock fight type of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh the Cowboys defense was great, but the 49ers defense was suffocating and they ultimately get the win 19 to 12 to reach their third NFC title game in the last 4 years and the way I think that Dallas those last Two drives, just the decisions, and of course the last play of the game that's everybody's been talking about all day long. <laughs> just like, what were you? That's your saving grace. Yeah. That's the final play that that you put together to really with your whole season on the line. That's what you go with. Um, but I mean, th- electing to punt with three minutes to go instead of uh, just there was a lot of decision making questions, and then of course for all of the pressure that's put on Dak Prescott and him needing to rise to the occasion, he didn't do that and had two first half picks. Yeah, this was not the best day for both of these coaching staffs, actually. Listen, you guys yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I'm you a, saw. I was texting you yeah. like. Not I'm a huge happy. Kyle Shanahan fan. Like, I'm a, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we get the uh, coach of the year home and and we're able to cash that ticket. But that it was not his finest performance in this one. He got a little too cute with the play calling at times. Certainly, the clock management oh. stuff was absolutely atrocious at the end of the first half and all that. And then of course, you just mentioned all the Dallas stuff as well. Like, this was not a. This was not a pretty game, really, by any by yeah. anyone, right? I mean, like, really, by anyone in this game. I mean, the I, I guess there were things you could look at with Brock Purdy and say, okay, you know, that was good. There were a couple different times that he, he dodged a bullet, but, like, there were a couple different times where you almost had that rookie moment with him. The Diggs missed interception catch yeah. on the tip. Like, that was very lucky. Yes. There a, you know. the, the runaround backward thing that all of us yeah. – there were a couple of different times where you're like, oh, no, this is going to be that rookie moment. And he was able to escape them, but – there wasn't anybody you can really look at in this game outside of George Kittle and just basically be like, you had an awesome game because there really wasn't anyone that did. And I think, like, there were a couple turning point moments in this game that led to San Francisco ultimately getting this win, one of which obviously was Tony Pollard mm-hmm. and his injury and him not being an element. Such a bummer. The, he's in free is. agency this it year. It sucks. And, yeah. and, and he's yeah. so talented and so yeah. good. You throw Zeke in there and it's like, okay, you know you're maxing out mm-hmm. at a five-yard gain. You're either getting negative yards or yeah. max five. Like, that's what you get from Zeke at this point. He's your short yardage guy. He's not doing what Pollard does with the explosiveness. But from the 49er side of things, that bobbled catch that George Kittle makes in the third quarter and then things just start mm-hmm. to get rolling. Like, those were the two moments to me where I was like, okay, San Francisco's gonna going to handle yeah. business here. And look, the defense did what the defense has right. been doing all year long. That is really and truly what won them this game because, look, you only put up 19 points. I mean, you're, you're – your defense basically at that point has to win the game for you because most in most scenarios you only score 19 points you're going to lose right i mean like teams are going to score 20 and and that ended up not happening in this game you look you you look also to that last play my guess and this is just a guess i don't know my guess is it was supposed to be Zeke hikes to Dak Dak throws to to the receiver who then laterals it back to Dak because all the offensive linemen were stacked to the right-hand side of the field, right? Zeke then was supposed to, after he snaps it, run back behind those guys, and then Dak was going to throw him this long lateral, and then he has this, like, convoy of linemen, and he runs. Except... Zeke got trucked. Did was, you see that? Like it was, did it was I dead see from that? the get go. Yes, it was dead was from the get go. I was crying laughing. Yes, because he got trucked, and so even if he was supposed to run over there and get like the lateral from Dak, he got mad. The broadcasters are talking about how, oh, look at this unique <laughs> formation. They've practiced this. Zeke just lit up, electric. But for great. the 49ers, as bad a game they played, still win and cover the. In the line though. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Wrapping up hour one here of VSIN Final Countdown. This segment of the show presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine when other nicotine products can be too complicated to use or don't give you the satisfaction you're looking for. Zinn may surprise you. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are made with six, six. simple ingredients and completely tobacco free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction 60 minutes. per pouch. You can buy Zinn online or for, find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine, nicotine is, is addictive. Well done. Mm-hmm. Bravo. That's teamwork. Again, yeah. we're like harmonizing yes. when it comes to What do they say about reads. teamwork? 
makes the dream work. Yes, it does. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. <laughs> uh, we've obviously been having a very NFL-heavy show to this point. But there are other sports that are happening right now, and exciting things are happening. So let's talk some college hoops as we welcome in front of the show John Fanta, Fox College Hoops broadcaster, reporter, play-by-play -play man, all the wonderful things. Thank you for joining us. And, John, we got to start with the number one team in the country getting knocked off last night by unranked Temple, 56-55. As a 19-and-a-half-point dog, Temple gets this win, which is just so incredible to think about right now. What was your reaction watching last night's action? Well, Stormy, it's great to be with you guys. And I'll tell you what, my reaction was Houston has some offensive limitations. That's what came out in – Sunday night's loss to Temple. This is a Houston team, as you can see, just a, a huge favorite in this game. But the fact is, Jarris Walker really struggled, the five-star freshman, as good as he's been at times. He had multiple 20-point games against SMU in Cincinnati. was as tough of a night as he had in this game. But beyond that, Marcus Sasser and Jamal Shedd, they both struggled offensively in this game. I mean, they combined to go eight for 27 from the floor, Houston's guards just were not very good on the offensive end of the floor. And here's the thing with Houston. As tough as they are, there's no chance this team's ever going to get blown out because they're so good defensively. They're not even they don't have off nights on that end of the floor, so they're in any game. But when you lack offensive firepower beyond an all-American level guard Marcus Sasser, a veteran in Jamal Shedd, Jarris Walker's been great. But they don't have a ton of depth. And three-point shooting an area that can be up and down for them. So what happens is it leaves you susceptible. At some point in March, you're going to have to trade buckets with some teams. It's just how it goes when you're playing two games in three days against top competition over and over again. Houston showed some colors last night that they're going to have to figure out a way to amend. And they can only play through Sasser so much. They've got to be able to create other forms of offense. So for me, uh, I, I still like the Cougars. I think they've got Final Four makeup, but uh, they've got some things to figure out on the offensive end of the floor because when Sasser and Shed are not on, like they were not on Sunday night, 8 for 27 from the floor, you're going to run into problems, and that's exactly what happened to the Cougars. John, we got your thoughts here on on Houston. They find themselves six to one to win it all. They are still the favorites here. We've had five other teams that are fourteen or shorter: Purdue at ten, Alabama at ten, Kansas at eleven, UCLA at thirteen, and then Tennessee at fourteen. Everybody else twenty to one or longer. Of those other five teams, is there a team that kind of stands out to you? Is there a team that you are in love with as we move here down the stretch? Let's go to Westwood. UCLA, guys, I love the Bruins. Jame Jaquez is such a dynamic wing, and Tiger Campbell is an elite point guard. Beyond the Bruins, to me, Alabama is the best team in college basketball at this moment. Alabama is high, high level. Brandon Miller is the best freshman in the sport. He is such a talent. Noah Clowney's been superb for the Crimson Tide. Alabama has won. They have won their seven SEC games by a combined 147 points. Alabama's not winning. They're dominating. Dominating. So I love Nato's group. 
I mean, I, I think that they're a team that with Mark Sears, the lead guard play that Sears can provide, Javon Quinterly provides that spark. Those are the two teams that I point to and say, yeah, you know, those are the two teams that I like the most to cut down the nets. And with a player like Brandon Miller, it gives me Carmelo Syracuse vibes. When Carmelo just led the orange to that national championship, that's the vibe I get with Brandon Miller in Alabama because there's not going to be a time when the Crimson Tide step on the floor and they don't have the best player in, in the game. That's how much I think of Miller, who's going to hear his name very early in June at the NBA draft in Brooklyn. The Tide and the Bruins. I love Mick Cronin's team because they defend. They have a stabilizer at point guard in Campbell. They've got a supporting cast that is quality. If Adam Bona, the big man, plays well enough for the Bruins, Jame Hawkes is a legit closer. He makes things happen down the stretch in games, and Jalen Clark has emerged. So I'm going Bruins and Tide. John, some people like to have kind of that, let's not call it a lottery ticket, but let's just call it, you know, something that's super fun in their account. Is there any of these teams that you do see a little bit further down the board? Maybe a team that you were higher on coming into the season. Maybe they've stumbled a little bit, but you think if they get it right, they could put it together come tournament time. Is there any one of these teams that's a little bit longer that you think might be able to make a run? Well, I'm going to zone in on two here on the big board. And one has to be North Carolina, who has now found a winning rhythm in recent weeks. And I think they've played far better basketball, far closer to what we thought at the Tar Heels would be. So to see them at 35-1, to at the end of the day, you have an All-American in Armando Baycott. You've got Caleb Love and R.J. Davis. And Pete Nance has, has given them something. And I like their freshman class. Like, the Tar Heels, to me, they're the team both in the ACC race at plus 600 and in the big picture national championship race that I think you might want to put a ticket on because here's the thing. When they play to their capabilities, they could beat anybody in the country. It's a no-brainer in that regard. So I like the way that that team has been playing in recent weeks, and I like their upside overall because Baycott is the all-time Carolina rebounds leader, beating Tyler Hansborough. He's playing at an insane level. And when Love and Davis just play in a little bit of a rhythm, they're very good. But look again at those national championship bots. There's a team that you may not think of when you're thinking about teams that could win it all. I go bold, okay? We need to start talking in a different light about the Marquette Golden Eagles. Marquette, to me, is the front runner to win the Big East. They're 8-2 and two in conference play. Shaka Smart has reinvented himself at Marquette. They have a terrific guard in Cam Jones, who's a bucket getter. They have one of the nation's assist leaders in Tyler Kolick. Oso Iguodaro, Olivier Maxence Prosper, David Joplin, guys that casual fans may not know fully about. I can tell you right now, folks, what makes Marquette so dangerous is they play an NBA style. They really spread the floor. And I think that they're the best value both in the Big East, and I think they're one of the better ones nationally because that team, they beat Baylor by 30. <laughs> they beat Baylor by 30. They beat UConn. They own several quality wins. I really like their upside, and I think they're in position to get a four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. I love that team, and I think they could score the ball with just about anybody. Shaka Smart. He's got some magic. He's got some magic, and I like the upside there. 
Well, mentioning that win over Baylor, Baylor in action today against the team that won the national championship a year ago in the Kansas Jayhawks. And that's a Jayhawks team that while being 16 and three on the season, struggling lately with back-to-back -back losses against Kansas State by one in overtime and then really falling 83-60 against TCU this past Saturday. They're getting a point and a half against Baylor today. Any thoughts on this one tonight in the top 25? Kansas reasserts itself tonight. I like the Jayhawks. Phil Self has only ever lost three straight games as Kansas's head coach three times. Three times ever. It's not going to happen a fourth. It's a tough atmosphere in Waco. There's no question about that. But Dewan Harris will have a bounce back game from the loss to TCU. You know that Jalen Wilson is going to be one of the best players, if not the best player on the floor. And to me, Baylor doesn't expose Kansas's weakness. Kansas's weakness is in the front court. If you could punch them there, and if you could turn them over, you're going to have success. TCU turned Kansas over 17 times. When people think of Baylor in recent years, they think, oh, great defense. That's not this Baylor team. They're not a great defensive team. Kansas will make them pay for not being a great defensive team. If Grady Dick knocks down shots, the Jayhawks win this game. I think Bill Self finds a way to bounce back. John, you are awesome. Could not appreciate your time and insight more. Thanks for doing this, bud. Thank you, Stormy. Thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate you. He likes the Jayhawks getting back on top. So they're getting two points, getting one and a half, but maybe take a look at that money line option. Really good stuff from John. John underscore Fanta. Make sure you check him out um, on Twitter as well. We are going to step aside when we come back. So much more NFL that we need to get to. Super Bowl odds exact as Vinny Maiulo is going to join us in hour two. You won't want to miss it. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 